It's episode 1091, and it's a relevant podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, dog? Album releases August 25th. And yeah. from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Jesse, did you know, did Dana tell you that when I drove back from Virginia the other day, uh, I blew out a tire I in heard, Lumberton, yeah. North Carolina, and then I got a ticket in South Carolina. It was the most expensive car day. ride. I know, you could have flown for that. <laughs> for but, real. Hey, we, enjo- we, we, we enjoyed having you. It was a great it trip. You got, to, you got to meet some friends, got to kick around the, the neighborhood. Uh, we, we walked around the, the, the lovely Virginia Beach oceanfront, uh, went to some... Uh, t-shirt shops um i you know cameron i do have a uh I, I have a situation that i wanted to run by you guys um Please. cameron visited my neighborhood um uh yeah. you know the second time he stayed over there most of the houses before before this sounds too bougie most of the houses in my neighborhood were built like in the 80s and basically every house in the in that area has like a like a swimming pool in the backyard which is when they were built back in the 80s everyone has it whether, whether you, when you move there you want one you got one and so a buddy of mine who Cameron met the other night, um, he was going out of town and he said, hey, I bought a bunch of pool chemicals. My pool is going green. I'm in real and jam. Can you go put these in for me? I read the instructions. Okay. And I put them in and it took me, I did it over the course of days as instructed on the piece of paper. Okay. Crazy. It took me days. He, and, and, and this, we have, we have like a neighborhood pool store where you take a little water sample in and they do the pool chemistry and they tell you the, the, the samples they need. Okay. And everyone's name is in a system. After I got done with it, he went to the pool store with a water sample. They, they, they made an announcement over the thing that they had a perfect sample. They gave him a gold star and they stopped business and everyone in the store gave him a round of applause. Okay. <laughs> what? That is that, the most suburban thing I've ever heard in my I life. Know. Here's the thing. He didn't. You that did wasn't it. wasn't his. I did it. You did okay? it. I feel like I need to go in there and set the record straight. <laughs> I think I need to tell them. Listen, uh, this guy came in. I think the files need to be updated. I think it needs to be updated on my part. And I want the round of applause. <laughs> and next time he comes in, he should be shamed for accepting it. Do you guys feel like I'm in the wrong here? I mean, I feel like he, you're in the right, but I don't know how you're going to do this, Jesse. He left his pool green. You took it to perfection, and, and he, he got the round of applause and a gold star. In and he got and he got noted in the database that he had a perfect pool. Okay, I used to be a lifeguard. Okay, I used to maintain an apartment complex pool. I I got pool of the pay period twice that summer, twice. <laughs> okay, at that apartment pool of the pay period. That's what they called it. Yeah, it was Subway gift card, okay? Big deal. How did you find out about this? Did your friend tell you or did word word spread? No. He was bragging the other night. He was when we were hanging out. He was bragging about his gold star. This reminds me of the age old uh, the age old question that if you gave somebody some money and they went and bought a lottery ticket, who gets the money? Mm Mm-hmm. He, he didn't even buy the lottery ticket, though. It would be like me buying the lottery ticket, me leaving it at his house, and he claimed it. That's more apropos. I'm just looking for recognition. That's all. Am Jesse, I being petty? Am I, I being like Larry David you, in this? Or I would do like I need to tell to you that we're very straight? proud of you. You are probably I'm pr- I'm proud of you, bro. the best That's pool. fine. That's fine. But I, Jesse, he got applause from seven people. 
you are getting acknowledged in front of a hundred thousand people. That's so, fine, but that's I want huge. the applause that's from huge. that seven because they're that's they're huge. pool experts and <laughs> very difficult. Okay, it's, if you're wanting a real answer, the Bible does talk about this. Mm, Let it go, man. Come on. Mm. The Bible says not to bear false witness against <laughs> thy neighbor, Daniel. <laughs> the Bible says not to bear false witness. I love it. Which hey. I feel like is basically it. what happened when he didn't stop the applause and call me and no, put no, me on no. speaker. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let me FaceTime the guy Jesse. who's responsible. He's gonna, he wants yeah. to say a few words here. Yeah. Jesse, I do have a question, not about your pool or your gold stars, but you said Cameron was up there. And the last time I was on the show, you talked about a building burning down. Yeah, we walked. Did right they by catch it. the people? What it. happened? No, they 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 actually. I'm glad you asked because I've been following the story very closely. They they know it started in the attic of okay. a t-shirt shop, but they said on the oh, news wow. at this point they'll probably never know. It's oh. a big mystery. Jesse's but theory. Saw, Jesse's theory is that one of the part-time workers was taking his smoke break up in the <gasps> attic. If you Ooh. smoke being in quotes, listen, uh -huh. I, ex exactly. That's that's it's pure speculation on my part. But Cameron, did I exaggerate how big of a mess that was? It's an entire city block burned to the ground, and wow. it still weeks later smells like char in the yeah. air hey. in that area. It's crazy. Well, yeah, I've been sad. wondering, and so now I'm glad I know now. Well, hey, I will say this. The business owners were on the news. They're going to rebuild all new Great. shops. So, so good for oh, them. I'm, good. I'm very happy. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good. Yep. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to KB. He's got a new album coming out this week. So we talked about that. Uh, we also have at the end of the show, just like the last couple weeks, story time with Jesse. Uh, mm. I think this might Unprepared. be the last one. This might okay. be the last one. So we got some good Probably ones. Probably for the best. We got some good ones <laughs> stored up. I can't wait. But stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. I've been on this road for way too long now. No sense of direction, I've been lost for a while. Scared of moving closer towards the end of the road. Only you can steer this hearted heart. Only you can steer this hearted heart. We can take it slow. I was moving faster than I ever had before Distracted by the mess, now I don't wanna miss You're listening to Mally Music, the song is True Love Okay, it's time for Slices What do you have, Jesse? All right, um, as, as listeners of this show and people in my life know, I'm a big advocate of the, the restaurant chain Taco Bell. Uh, right. I eat there all the time. It's very uh, economical and delicious. Um, but they are the subject of a lawsuit. Um, and I got to say, I feel like the plaintiffs in this suit have some have some merit here but i also think this w would create a uh dangerous precedent for a lot of fast food chains um a customer uh has filed a class action lawsuit uh, uh arguing that the marketing practices at, at taco bell are unfair and deceptive uh and uh, <laughs> basically he, uh, he submitted as evidence photos of from the marketing materials on the menu for a crunch wrap Cream, as well as the Grande Crunch Wrap, which shows a, a tort, uh, you know, kind of the the, the tortilla 
brimming with ingredients mm. like uh, 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 ground beef, you know, perfectly oozing out cheese, right. uh, uh, generous uh, portions of lettuce, tomato, and sour mm. cream. And then he has pictures of a cross section of actual uh, uh, Grande Contrap and Contrap Supremes, which looks like somebody stepped on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he wants $5 million in oh. damages, um, uh, arguing that this this constitutes false advertising. Now, five milli? Did you say five milli? Yeah. I, this feels I, terrible. Now, now, again, Yo. I don't think, but but again, I, you know, this is for customers. This is to be spread about spread out amongst victims of, the, oh, of these deceptive products. So not just for him, but he wants Saco Bell to... I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think his damages would probably be around $5. No, uh, in <laughs> <laughs> price of a crunch wrap and the ingredients he claims were not included listen i'm all about it but i feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna go down this road we got to start with uh we got to start with the number one culprit is in, in my opinion in all the fast food world is arby's you look at that you look at those arby's commercials and, th- and that that th- th- that thin sliced beef is just floating down from the sky it's about four inches tall burger Look, I've been to Arby's in a while, but it looks like someone got a sandwich and threw it against the wall, and, or had it in their back pocket and took a road trip and pulled it out. And like, here you go, here's your roast beef. The precedent that this would set for oh, yeah. fast food oh, yeah. photo advertising, which I don't think it's wrong. I think, look, menu, menu. Okay, here's another true story. One night I was at TGI Fridays. Okay. That this is true. Is how a great story always starts. There you go. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. I don't want to go meet your uh, future wife. At, okay, got it. Ex-wife. Yes, but ex-wife would have been your future wife at the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was my waitress at TGI Fridays. I haven't been back since. So, well, well I, I should preface. I can't remember if it was Chili's or TGI Fridays. Okay, Chili's so. is a better time. But either either way, we were going around the table and everyone was ordering, and I didn't know what I wanted. I wanted something kind of healthy that night. And I opened the menu, and there was a picture of a meal on the menu. It was prominent. I mean, it was like half of the page was this image. Right. And it was a piece of grilled chicken. It had like a veggie on the side. It had a couple things. And the waitress and I said, you know, I want this. And I pointed. She was like, well, that's not a real meal. I was like, what do you mean it's not a real meal? It's on the menu. It is a photo of a meal. She was like, well, that's like a, a lot of different stuff. I was like, well, that's what I want. That looks like the meal that I want. The one that is half the size of a page. And I was like, how much is that? She was like, well, you have to order like three meals and then I have to assemble it in the kitchen. I was like, well, how much is it? She was like, she did. She was like, $37. I'm like, $37 to get the meal that is pictured on the menu. That is deceptive advertising as well. Like, if you're not going to offer it or you're going to, or some absurd price, don't have a large photo. I, moral of the story: We'll see. We'll see if once this gets to the Supreme Court, which it no doubt will. <laughs> how how the, petty! The, 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 the crunch wrap Supreme Court. <laughs> this dude is a new. He's from New Jersey. I don't know if that matters. But this like, isn't petty at all. This is how petty do you have to be that you get your Mexican pizza and you're so mad that the fillings aren't good enough? I think he's that you mad file mad. a lawsuit. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> we, we, they, they, we've enough had, is yeah, enough. Thank you, Derek. We've had the, the American people. Like, we've had enough. I, I, exactly. We're not gonna take it. it be, you know what I'm saying? There, there are are few restaurants that actually deliver. When you look at the photos that you see on the menu, I don't think it's wrong to demand 
that the photo of the item that you purchase matches what 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 is given to you. If you're look, my money, I'm not giving you fake money. Don't give me a <laughs> fake product. You know, I think if they put the real photos, like they had to take photos of like here's you know the person working the stand they're making the putting together the rb sandwich they have to put up her photo in the drive-thru people would eat less fast food because it'd be yeah, like who ran Ugh. over this who yeah, ran over my I don't want this. mexican right. pizza before you gave it to me you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, this is the whole reason that they that in my opinion this is the whole reason that those little plastic barbie kitchen tables started going in the middle of pizza boxes back in the day because too many people <laughs> were getting pizzas and the cardboard was smashing the Smash. cheese and it was a whole mess and it wasn't what you paid for let's just fix it just fix right. it taco bell let's settle mm. let's settle your we'll libertarianism i can usually predict but you have you combine your libertarianism with this hardcore justice right and wrong thing, that's right where it's like a lot of libertarians are just like hey man case sarah of personal freedom i'll do what i want you do what you want but you have this thing that if like the food industry is deceiving us you want to take yeah. them down mm. that not is not truth. very case or libertarian my friend no there's still law and order i'm not saying i'm not an anarchist <laughs> especially when it comes to your food there should be law. i still think there should i i i i, I, I we have to have some guardrails here this isn't yeah. chaos okay yeah. this isn't lord of the flies here yeah. this there is are one structures of the Jesse. Yeah. this is one of them Yes. For Taco Bell. Yeah, you can't. I got it. It's, it's, fast food enterprises aren't organized crime operations where they can just do whatever they want. Or are they? Just because there's a lot of them. That's not what I'm... I'm this, isn't the, this isn't mob hey, rule here. I think Long John Silver's is a front. Because who goes to Long John Silver's, yet they still exist? I don't or know. Captain Arby's. D's. I put Arby's and up there. Not only that, Captain D's. Captain yeah. D's is one step below Long John Silver's. Someone's eating those fish sandwiches. Fish Great. is like S F I S C H or something, you know, like it's Fuge. Yeah, yeah Fuge. Sean Fuge Fish. Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Jamie? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Between us all, I think I'm doing the math here. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine kids. Just one for uh, me. I got two. Two? Two. Yeah. That would make nine, right? Because I have four. Okay. Of the most. Look at me over here. All right. Well, here's my story. My story is... You're quiverful. Yeah, I'm quiverful. You're part of the quiverful movement. Oh, don't say that. Uh, Here's the story. One in four Gen Z and millennials are saying no to ever having a baby. All right? Oh, wow. A growing number of young adults are choosing to remain childless. This is from a recent survey conducted by... A research agency, they said they surveyed a thousand adults ages 18 to 34 who have yet to embark on the journey of parenthood. And only half of them said they even plan to start a family, while one in four have firmly, firmly decided (laughs) against having children all together. Yeah. Wow. So they say some of the reasonings are prioritizing themselves and personal growth. Ouch. Selfish. Uh, 47% 47% share the financial concerns. I get it. 38% yeah. anxious about bringing a child. I get it. Uh, and then environmental concerns were 35%. And then there's also like oh, career hey, aspirations. These, on, these numbers are not adding up. How is no, no, it no. 49 plus 35? Sorry, sorry, plus sorry. 30. You're right. So you're right. when they say the, the chunk that says, I don't want to ever have kids, they say, what are your reasons? And so you can select multiple reasons. So, right. Oh, gotcha. oh okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. this math sorry. ain't math. And I mean, I went to public school, but something is <laughs> off to me. <laughs> 
But four thousand percent of people agree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the same survey, I, th- I found this interesting. Despite whatever their personal decisions were, they said that seventy-one percent of them shared that they feel pressured by society to have children. Uh, mm. With forty percent of those saying from their direct family members, like this is just what you're supposed to do. You know, you have kids. So it's interesting. The survey also, you know, the reporting said that you know if you're twenty-five, this could change at thirty-five, but interesting you know like i always say like i have four children i love being a mom i'm happy to have kids all the things i would have kids all over again but there is one thing i would go back and tell my younger self before having kids i think you don't know how expensive children are and like here we are we've got one going to college two more you know and like even dumb things like everyone needs new shoes. You know how much money that is a month to get it's everybody ridiculous. new shoes? Yeah. And so like, I'm always just want to tell young parents, it's great. Have all the children you want. Just know that they don't cost anything right now. And in 15 years, you're spending thousands upon dollars. Well, in 15 years, that kid can work. That's what I had to do. My mom, Look, my after, son's, listen, my after kids 12 work. years old, my mom made me work all summer long to save up to buy my own school clothes. Like to teach me responsibility. I have a nine year old and I have an eleven year old. My nine year old wears a ten or a ten and a half, and my eleven year old wears an eleven. Wow! And they eat everything yep. in the refrigerator yep. as soon as you put it in there. I mean, as soon as it goes in, it's gone. Our like, grocery budget is like, just—it's ridiculous. It's crazy. My ten year old son ate five hot dogs the other night <laughs> with buns. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is our life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyhow, I get it. I know Cohen is tearing up the refrigerator because that dude. Last time I saw him, he shot up. Boy, all deep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jesse just saw him. He's size twelve. Yeah, shoes. Yeah, he's tall as me. He'll be six three. Yeah, he's still growing. He's he's like literally. We'll eat dinner. I'll make a big dinner. I'll give him way more portion than me. And he'll be like, oh, I'm so full. I swear to you, 20 minutes later, he's in the kitchen grabbing chips and salsa. I'm like, My kids are eating another full. meal at midnight. Yeah, the boys are eating another meal like before they go to bed at midnight. He's is, like, isn't I, it crazy too? The younger you are, the more food you want, and the less that it look, it, it it's on you. And the older you are, the less food you eat, and the more that food affects right. you. Like, what <laughs> my son's ten year, my son's ten years old. He's part of a class, multiple class action lawsuits against fast food chains. That's how bad this has gotten. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Well, Gen Z. That's going to be interesting with population it shift is. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also I mean, a lot of people are having kids later in life as well. I mean, you know, so that's true. that's interesting too. But it's also the American thing, the American population inevitable decline with other countries prioritizing large families. It's going to be interesting to watch global dynamics in the in the future generations just from population shifts anyway. All right, what do you have, Derek? Well, Gen Z, uh fact that you're not getting married it could be some of those things and it also could be the experts say that y'all ugly <gasps> oh this? this is crazy gen z out here catching strays man <laughs> i just want to go on the record i think i love gen z, hey, I, look, think. Gen z hey, I didn't say nothing we love you you know yeah. what i'm saying i love you i think you know i love you just the way you are but experts are ugly. saying experts are saying that y'all ugly and it's true um, but it's is that what that it says? Or at, is it if you look says at high a, school pictures, if you look at high school pictures from multiple generations prior, if we talk about the standard of beauty, which is symmetry of the face and, uh-huh. and all of these different things, they're saying that Gen Z, that they're 
there, there's not a lot of symmetry the for The studies showed that every generation Declining. is getting uglier. And yeah, so it's Gen not a Gen Z, Z problem. No, I mean, Gen you Z could, is just now the next one, uh, the current no, ugliest before, generation. The, the, there's there's a generation before that. Like the, the what is it cut off? Like fifteen or something? Look, yeah. I don't. I think I think the the headline is symmetry of face is 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 in you know progressive decline. Gen Z's caught in the middle here. They're not the they're not even the youngest anymore. But I think what's interesting out of this whole thing is the reason why they're saying these things are happening, and they're saying oh. it's diet environment so all of the all of those things coming into play is what's actually making us out of shape in a sense you know so with the air quality the way that you breathe actually affects your facial structure as a as a a, a growing child right or just the things that you eat the processed foods that we eat the way that we chew and all of those different things it's actually affecting how we look so it's not just external global warming, but we're also having a global ugly in uh, oh, because man. of the way that our food no. is. The thing about Gen X moms, pregnant ladies going to Chi-Chi's on a Friday night, she says non-smoking, please. She's two seats away from the smoking section. She's <laughs> taking in all, all that smoke and those little millennial right. or Gen, X, Gen Z babies came out all looking all funky because of all that smoke and stuff, Gen X, so... Look, look I, I just agree to disagree here. I look at my face every day, and I'm shocked at how well it's holding up. And I'm the type of person that gets passionate about Taco Bell lawsuits. So right. I don't right. know, science. You tell right. me. You, you tell, me. tell me. You take a look at this science mug. Sucks, man. And you look at how much Taco Bell I eat, and you know, I guess there's a bell curve, but you know, a, a I bell curve. Bell curve. In the data, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. I I don't. I just refuse to believe the science. I hear your science and I reject it because that's what we do these days. We select the science we want, and I just don't believe this. You're beautiful, Gen Z. Keep doing you. That's what I say. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Make sure to check out RelevantMagazine.com because actually all three of those stories are ones we published in the last week. Um, All right. Stay tuned. Up next, KB joins us. Listening to Jungle, the song is Back on 74. Well, our guest today is KB. He's an author, speaker, and one of our favorite Christian hip-hop artists. He's dropping his brand new album, His Glory 2, this week. So we sat down with Emily to tell us all about the purpose behind the album and how his music has helped him navigate faith and life. Here's our conversation with KB. So I don't need a rose, but I might push a phantom that's right off the lot. I know I'm serving the father of time, and that's whether I got on a paddock or not. Canada goose for the cold, and they told me to count up my blessings. I counted a lot. Stashing my treasure in heaven where it'll get better, and don't gotta weather the ride. KD the second, that's rapid, that's reverend They started with Jesus, but I never left it Think they protected, we tear down your hedges I gave you the book, but you boys never read it Don't need your credit, you cannot check on My dress is still swinging, I'm Eddie from Tekken Come to the message, I keep it consecutive 
Damien Lillard for three if they pass it to me. I turn it is your first studio album in three years. Yep. What's been going on in recent years? Yeah, so uh, a lot of, um, you know, ups and downs with the pandemic so you know we're, we're out on the road and then we're, we're snatched off the road and then we're kind of integrating back but then it might be too soon so it feels like uh you know on paper it's three years um but it feels a lot shorter than that because of um that that period of time is included two years of a global pandemic uh so i dropped uh, uh my uh, HGA one um, in at the end of 2020, uh, but we really didn't get to tour it until about 2022, the end of 2022, and that was when we were kind of we could safely go out and um, and do the thing that we do. So um, so yeah, it's been you know time has been suspended to some degree, um, but I've been continuing to grow and and obviously living in this you know Lord hopefully Lord willing post pandemic post-pandemic world and um so uh, a lot of maturing was required to get to where we are right now and um and i have been trying to hone in on my craft and and discern what it is that god would have me say that i would be adding to people's lives not just you know putting stuff out because i'm supposed to um and uh, all of that kind of culminated into hga2 Tell him the real drop, all on the gram I'm just a fisherman whenever my reels drop And then I walk, yeah, 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 yeah Big shots, look at my life, we made it The curses are gone, now I'm giving your kids bops And it don't stop, uh, dead man, dead man Great my natural habitat, uh, KBI was on the corner Blowing cabbage packs, uh, Chase the newer models Every year like Cadillac, would you say that this is like a continuation of first HGA or is this like project new in a lot of ways? Uh, I think it's a continuation. Um, it's it's conceptually still building on this idea of the um, the all encompassing, you know, wonder power and might of the glory of god and and what it means for people that that obsess over it um that concept is continued into this album but it's a lot more vulnerable um i think that i'm also showing the glory of god in brokenness not just in like uh the glory of god in you know championship victories or you know standing against some kind of you know uh attack from whoever but there's a unique there are unique ways in which god uses our affliction um our affliction our limitations um you know the, the ways in which we might have been injured as children um that god has a um a, a miraculous way of using those elements to write uh, more powerful stories i think that's what this album is you know, I don't want to give away too much, but what are some of the things that you go into in your personal life on this album? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the big pieces is I, I talk about... Um, 
uh, I'm wrestling with my being a father um, and uh, who has been fatherless. Um, and I'm, I'm wrestling with that, that dynamic. You know, you, uh, you, you're always the same age on the inside. And um, there, are, there are things that um, I went through, we call them daddy wounds, uh, that I would have, you know, thought that I was above, you know, especially being a father. You start feeling like I don't need a father. I am a father. But there's a, there's still a, the, a child inside of you that, that went through something um, that is still animating many of the ways you feel or some of the actions you might find yourself, you know, um, you know, kind of carrying out those things need to be brought to the feet of Jesus um, and they don't get there unless we talk about them um, so um, I think in that that's one of the main ways where I get vulnerable about the the, the limitations and the challenges of my story and um, and I, I also in the album I try to to sit with those who've went through a global pandemic and on the other end of it, uh, it wasn't like glad that's over. Um, we're still living out the effects of tremendous loss uh, from friendships to, to literal life loss uh, to, to economic loss. Um, we're, we're still putting the pieces back together. So I'm also giving folks songs that help them do that. I would live for the dreams of the top, believe me. I was woken up, I couldn't speak. I heard the king's speech. Christ Jesus got me through this bittersweetly. I was down to die for this, so canceling is easy. Did this shit for years, even when no one respected it. All these knives in my back, I probably built a set with it. Healing set up backwards, so I don't stay upset with it. Crossing for the crown, yeah, I already accepted it. Suffer for what's right and honor, I am out here flexing it. You weren't way too How have you personally? like process those things and what have you done to to deal with those things um i i think that um a, a continual uh kind of uh challenge for me is uh uh being not becoming over reliant on my abilities my my ability to be spiritual my ability to to be insightful or my bit like like you know my ability to be smart or to read someone who is smart and uh, and articulate what they're saying. Um, my ability to manage, you know, relationships and manage people. Um, it's very easy to get very confident in those things and then to, to, to find that you are not in control. You 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 are in fact in the, the the more you grow, the older you get, the more you learn of how not in control you are. Um, especially when people's your own body and the body of other other people's are breaking down around them, uh, for uh, without warning, uh, we we are control is a myth, and I think that for us, for for me, um, I, I I I am taking that truth that I am not in control. I can't control things. I am dependent in a lot of ways. And one of those dependencies that I am unashamed of is on uh, community, the counsel of the godly. So good friends, uh, good wise men and women that I can uh, confide in and also a good therapist. Um, I, have, uh, I have consumed my life in the, those realities, community friendships, spiritual advisory um, from shepherds and leaders and 
good therapy. And um, and I understand that yeah, I thought about this the other day that it's kind of a privilege to that to be able to to be able to have that part of it is worked on right Cause community uh you you, you kind of got to earn that to some degree a lot of long years of working and walking through stuff with people it gives you a rich rich friendships um but as i think about the ability to pick up the phone and call three or four you know people that are invested in me personally not everybody has that and same thing with therapy if your therapy if your if your insurance doesn't pay that you're out of pocket my insurance doesn't pay for it so i am out of pocket uh, with with that, it's expensive, and and I and I realize that those I, I don't know where I would be without those things. And there's so many people out there that are are, are walking through this stuff alone, and they're hurting like anyone else would be. And um, so I'm I, I'm also as I'm talking about these things, I'm also having to do it with my hat in hand, and seeing that the Lord has been very very gracious to allow me to, gracious to allow me these resources, but. I'm also wanting to be an advocate for churches, uh, for our government, for insurance companies to see this with the see the the seriousness of being able to have to, to support uh, doctors of the soul as opposed as in along with doctors of the body. It's so I love hearing um, just specifically men open up about therapy because I feel like for yeah. so long it was women going to therapy. Um, I'm curious, why do you feel like men struggle more with going to therapy? I think men have been socialized to to not um, to not be in touch with their emotions. Um, I think a part of uh, the socialization in our country is the, you know, you know, with from manism to misogynoir and, and toxic masculinity, all of those those buzzwords is all this all intersected into a man's experience uh, in this land. Um, I think when we say stuff like women are emotional, you know, men are rational, um, you know, it, you, you, you don't give great thought to some of the most uh uh, some of the most emotionally regulated people that I know are women and the most and some of the most, you know, unregulated, uh, uncontrolled. I, I don't know of a woman. Uh, I haven't heard of many women who someone stepped on their heels and they shot the woman or the person that did it. You know what I'm saying? Or someone looked at them wrong and, and now I'm ready to go spend the weekend in jail. Um, so uh, th there's a there's been a kind of. You know, the, the, the dealing with the inter um, kind of uh, the, 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 the inter the, the inner um, expressways and highways of our emotions is something that we see that women do. We handle our issues with just sucking it up or, 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 or putting up our fists in metaphorically or, or literally. And I, I think that that's a, a massive mistake and men um, are falling behind in dramatic ways, largely um, to do with the ways in which we have not valued what is going on inside of our souls and how the society also doesn't value it. You're not encouraged to, 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 
uh, or, or to, to take days off to, to get some mental your know, mental health together or you're not supported in the event that there's a major change in your life your wife has a baby now and, and now there's another diff, there's a, a whole dynamic of what this means for your family should you be present for those kind no you should be out working and I understand that there's some there's, there's some truth to that but I, I think that taking the suffering of men because I'll tell you what it is our men that are walking in the schools and shooting them up in the public places and shooting them up. It is our men who are taking their own lives at a rate that is that has exceeded all the major wars in modern history putting together. You put all the deaths from the of, of men from the major wars, the AIDS epidemic, you put all that together. Men are taking their own lives at higher rates than all of that. And because that is an issue of mental you know, health, um, it's a crisis that we have to be serious about uh, approaching. So I appreciate men who we see traditionally as strong, who are athletes or fighters or leaders that are publicly saying, hey, the most courageous thing that I've done all year is that I look my wife in my face and said, I need help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's courage. That's manliness. That is strength. Um, and I think that I want I think we need to talk more about that. Um, and that's why I don't I don't bristle or hesitate to talk about how I have been able to heal and grow and what my regiment has been for many years now. I say come see what I do in my city From cooling with Kendrick to walking through Romans with people in prison Let me stop talking cause man I've been did it Can't let my left hand on my right position Y'all just gonna have to see when I transition I can't tell it all man Let's go That was KB Stay tuned up next It's story time with Jesse listening to Del Water Gap. The song is Coping on Unemployment. Okay, well, for the last few weeks on our Tuesday show, uh, we've been, uh, we've gone to you. We've, we've crowdsourced this. We've asked you for some of your favorite all-time Jesse stories that he hasn't really shared in this current era of the podcast. We've been doing this since 2005. There's a lot of stories that have happened over the years, but since, you know, COVID, we haven't, he hasn't really kind of relived some of the hits. So we asked you, what are your favorite Jesse's stories and we're going to lob a few to him so he can tell Derek and Jamie because they haven't heard some of these. All right. Uh, Jesse, I don't even. This is one of my favorite parts I of love the show. This. I don't even lie. I'm glad you guys no, like hey. it. So uh, no, we I have... would need misremembering <laughs> things that happened about 15 years ago. Our, our podcast, uh, our podcast software now transcribes everything, you know, automatically and it had this huge update, so much more accurate. And Emily sent me a transcript that she was going through from last week's show during this segment. And it literally says Cameron. And there are 93 ha's. It's like, ha, 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 That's how it transcribed me because of this segment. So there you go. I love it. All right, here you go. Jesse, uh, the Izzard of Waz, AP Waz said, I need to hear about the air horn zip line again. 
Do you oh. remember this? <laughs> I, I do. Airborne zip. We so in college we would. I don't know why, but we would like to torment other dorm floors on campus, and we found that the best way to do, to do that was to wake them up in the middle of the night. Um, and an the best horn? way to do that is well, first there were trash chutes that went all the way down, uh, like throughout the building. It basically create like a big echo. And, and so the entire would, building is concrete block and tile floors. So it's. Yeah. yeah. And so, so at, at night, like we, during the day, we would drop like, like a string down the trash chute, op- go to the floor. We wanted to open it and cut the string. So we do the exact length of the string to get down to another floor. And we would put air horns with rubber bands on them. So that it suppressed the air horn till the air horn is totally out and drop them down. So it would just dangle perfectly at their floor level so we mastered like, the art like mission of, impossible are, like tom cruise evil geniuses bro like, so we mastered the art crazy. of of like air horning every every floor on in our building oh but the problem gosh. was we we didn't know how to do, to get it uh we didn't know how to do it to, to floors in other buildings Till one night, uh, <laughs> we were we were on the top floor. We we're on the seventh floor, or, or the, what's it, the eighth floor? I don't know. We we're on the top floor of a dorm tower, and we really wanted. There was another. It was a particular room in another building that was like across a parking lot that we really wanted to wake up in the middle of the night that we had a real feud in for. And we constructed a zip line and had someone go out and actually like. It, it, so it was basically a string. And we had somebody, I think we had, we tied it around a football or something. And that person, and we had someone throw that onto someone's balcony in the middle of the night. So it's basically a string going across a parking lot uh, into someone else, onto someone else's balcony. We sent a barrage of air horns with... rubber bands on them with carabiners oh zip lining gosh. down in the middle of the night so just one air horn after the other would land on their balcony just <laughs> oh and because it's down they can't send them back like it's going all the way so in the middle of the night and you just see on a balcony of another dorm like seven air horns just blasting Wait. for the entirety for the duration and then we and then we just cut the zip line yeah it was pretty that, good that little. parking lot if uh, if it's the two buildings i'm thinking of is the parking lot where campus security's headquarters was what are they gonna do it was, <laughs> what are they gonna do it's four stories up what are you gonna throw scissors up there it doesn't take long to zip line seven air horns down a kite string okay we, we we were we were done and gone before security even knew what hit them all they know is there's about seven to nine air horns blasting on some <laughs> some poor guy's uh, balcony on his dorm at three in the morning during what did finals you have against this guy like why did you want to do this to him or Honestly, I don't recall. The grievances were minor. The way ORU has on-campus stuff is it's, it's a residential campus. You have to live on in dorms. And so right. they would do dorm wings were kind of like a team, yeah. almost like a mini frat kind of a thing. And you'd play intramurals against other wings, other teams. And so like the rivalries would form. And so yeah. literally, like you would just be pranking your rival dorm wings all year long, you know? So Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's crazy all right ben stroop wants to know or he said i can't forget about satan doing announcements at church oh i think i've heard that one 
This one actually I got heard me. This one. I'm, I used to I'm do. Ready for it. I used to do stand up comedy. Well, it, I, first no, I can't remember how not. it started. I used to do announcements at the church I went to, and it was me and one other guy, and we basically turned it into stand up comedy hour, and we would just make jokes about you know whatever the events were. So and, so, so worship just ended. People have been praying. They're crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're in the, the presence of God. Ministry's is there, happening. And Jesse walks out. <laughs> Doing like women's retreat jokes, okay? Like it was great. It was, it was like. Honestly, <laughs> though, here's the deal. Some of those are so boring. You want people to like be engaged and Thank stuff. You. Thank you. It was like True. I remember one was like, you know, the women's retreats. Mending your roots is coming up, and I was like, what's? Don't forget the men's retreat. Frosting your tips. Am I right, everyone? Come on now. Come on. Now. Let's wrap it up here, up in front. Whatever you guys are praying about, we need to. I'm I'm doing material here. <laughs> <laughs> but I was helping out with the youth group thing and there was they, they asked me to it was like one of those like human video skits where you know there, there are people with various vices and they pray and someone in like a white robe comes out and, and does like a kung fu matrix fight with someone who's dressed as the devil as like a spiritual illustration right that they do on like mission trips and they asked me in the youth group because I volunteered at the youth group uh, at the time if I would portray the devil um and you I said, volunteer I, to be the devil. No, they asked me, and oh, I okay, said, okay. I said, I'll do it on one condition, because this was this was this skit was going to take place before the announcements, and I said, I still get to do the announcements, but I get to do it as the devil. And they were like, okay, sure, why not? And they, I, did, they never knew it was coming. <laughs> the pastor didn't know. I just said that this was like the, the, the people over the youth group. And again, I was like, all right, I will do, I will do the, the human video. I will be your devil. But I get to go right up and do the announcements. And so they're like, all right, sure. You know, and so... <laughs> So like we do the we do like the dramatic thing and, and they do like the explanation of, of what of the spiritual illustration and the pastor comes up and he's like, all right, it's time for announcements. And I like grab the mic all angry and I'm like, um, I'm like, all right, vacation Bible schools coming up. But don't send your kids. Why don't you just send, keep them at home this year and watch Harry Potter movies? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I did anti-announcements. I tried to talk people out of coming to all the church events because I was the devil, right? Yeah. I was talking about how aggrieved I was at these at these different. Three know. people had just gotten saved up front, and he was coming out. And I thought it was funny because all what of them were like that. Right? He was like, "Look, I'm the I'm the devil. I'm going yeah. to announce that." You, what you shouldn't go to that way. Uh-huh. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I went, I went out of town. Uh, I actually went on, I went and helped out on a youth mission trip and I came back like two weeks later and I went to like a church barbecue and people were looking at me weird. And uh, I was like, what's, you know, what's going on? I just been, I've been out and, you know, doing this, you know, working with these churches out in Nepal, like literally Nepal and like the countryside of Kathmandu for the last two weeks. And I get back at the church barbecue and everyone's kind of giving me weird vibes. And, and the pastor comes up and he's like, yeah, so uh, a lot of people were very offended. Um, the, the main complaint was that you grieved the Holy Spirit. Um, so we're going to have to suspend you from announcements for a while. Like, what? You can't suspend me. Because I'm not doing them. Guess what? I'm unsuspendable. I quit. You can't fire me from announcements. It's a true story. Oh, so, I, I can see where they might be coming from. Might be a little, little harsh. Say lighten up. I would have found it hilarious. Yeah, I ain't gonna even lie. That's so funny. You, All right, that would have went over so good at my church, bro. For real. Yeah. yeah. All right, last one. Uh, Brendan says, "Monkey son, I've been looking behind my back ever since I heard about that monkey." Episode six oh nine, last ten minutes. 
So well, monkey well, son. I won't do the full 10 minute version, but I'll do, I'll, I'll the, basically I had a friend in college and one day I was like walking through the dorms and he was just sitting in his room and he looked kind of shaken up. And I was like, Hey man, uh, uh, what's going on? I knew he would, he had like a new girlfriend and he was like, yeah, he's like, listen, man, I, I just don't think things are going to work out. He's got a weird family situation. I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with this. I was like a weird family, you know, and I'm thinking it's some, something dramatic, you know what I mean? Like, you know, family drama. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, her dad has a, has a monkey son and things have gotten weird. <laughs> a what? I'm like, what? I'm like, he's like. So I go over there, meet her family, and her father has a pet monkey that he is raising as a son. Was it an orangutan? Yeah, it was a large monkey. It wasn't large. a small monkey. It wasn't I mean, like orangutans like are a, not like when you say big, monkey. Yeah. That's that a, even a Ross legal? and Rachel monkey. No, it, it, right. was, it wasn't like a pickpocket hilarious monkey yeah. that dances and has little no, symbols no, an and, and juggles and stuff. Yeah. Okay, this this they, is this isn't illegal, right? This this it probably is. Went to jail so for. so so anyway, he's like. So the first time I go in there, he's like the dad. I'm introduced to the family and the son, and he's like, you got to introduce me to the monkey. The monkey's very territorial. This particular species and. The monkey by it is like bred in the jungle. Like this monkey, the species of monkeys kills the the weakest member of the family as like an evolutionary biological weird thing about this monkey. That means the daughter, this monkey just has a deep hatred for. Okay, just is bred into it. So anyway, he goes down there and the dad's like insistent that he meets the monkey. Okay. So he goes down the first day and he says, like, the monkey's in a cage, okay? And he's, he's like, as the dad's talking about his love for this monkey, the monkey reaches out and grab. I guess the monkey was not feeling the boyfriend. The monkey reaches out and grabs the dad by the top of the head with one hand and starts squeezing it. And the dad's trying to play it off like this is a normal thing, but clearly he's getting his head s- squeezed by a giant monkey hand. And he's like, yeah, he's just, you know, he's, always, oh, he's yeah, he's great. He, he does it sometimes. Don't worry about it. And eventually freed himself. And so he's a little shaken up, right? So anyway, he goes and, and, he, and he takes his girlfriend out to dinner. His girlfriend's like, hey, there's a bad situation with the monkey. Um, things are getting out of hand. And he's like, well, what? she's like, something very bad happened. And I'm, he's like, okay, well, tell me what happened. She's like, well, you know, sometimes he can get out. And the other night I was in the family office room and I was doing homework and I was on the computer and I can see in the reflection in the doorway <laughs> Behind me, over my shoulder, the monkey is just standing there. <laughs> like, he, like, and she's thinking, like, don't panic, but there's a monkey that hates me standing <laughs> in the doorway, planning his next move. So she's like, I, she's like, I'm not going to turn around because I don't want to, but she's like, there was, a, she's real talk. She goes, there was a letter opener next to me. <laughs> and she's like, I put my hand on let, knowing I'm about to fight a monkey to the death here <laughs> in the family office. Like it is going to go down. This could be it right here. And she's like, just preparing for when the monkey charges that she's going to kind of do a Kung Fu move. All of a sudden, she's looking in the mirror. She's you know, she's looking at the screen, like in the reflection. She sees her dad come around the corner, and he's standing now behind the monkey. Okay, and and they're and they're sort of this is the Mexican standoff. They don't know, you know, the monkey doesn't know the dad standing behind him. She sees her dad slowly remove his leather belt, <laughs> wrap it around his hand, and and just rear back and smack the monkey across the back. And she said the monkey just went. Yeah! 
It was enough oh, time for him to what? wrestle the monkey, throw it in the cage, and she it's ran away. Going on, <laughs> dog. He said he said there was too much monkey drama in that family. He had to break up with her, and it was how a very. Did you, bro, how did dumb. you grow up, dog? Like, like what? Where? <laughs> no, is, this is his friend. This, this, this is his what? friend. This but did I'm not happen. Like, yeah. what kind of, oh, that I'm guy. Your circle of people that you grew. I don't know anyone that has anything yeah, beyond a dog or a cat. Some you people, know someone that had a whole orangutan. Like I don't I, like what circle of people. Oh. I don't, he doesn't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> also, what kind of dad is like? I'm gonna keep this monkey, even though it wants to, kill, wants to my kill my daughter. daughter. Uh, like I said, dude, there was a reason they broke up. It was too much family drama. <laughs> yes, I would have, advise you to run if uh, your girlfriend's drama. Some father has a monkey son. Drama. Some people have, you know, relational drama. This one had monkey drama, and you just don't want that in your relationship. You know, if I could understandable. go back in time and grow up with anybody, I would want to grow up with Jesse. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm no, no good. With you. Well, you know who I, did I grow, up grow up with Jesse is Sean Foyt. So, uh, yeah, oh, that's his name. Yeah, so you don't. I actually do have quite a number of stories. <laughs> oh, that, maybe that's what we need to do is do some Sean Foyt stories next week. All right. Anyway. All right. So that'll do it for this week's uh, story time with Jesse. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank KB for joining us. Make sure to check out his new album, His Glory 2. Also, check out the summer issue of Relevant. It's out now. We've got great conversations with faith leaders like Christine Kane, Judah and Chelsea Smith, artists like Lauren Daigle, Arizona, and a lot more. You can read it for free. Just click on the magazine tab over at relevantmagazine.com. If you want the beautifully designed enhanced digital edition, it's part of your Relevant Plus subscription. You get ad-free unlimited reading at the website. You get an ad-free version of this podcast, an exclusive weekly subscriber podcast, and our beautiful uh, digital issue, um, chocked full of enhancements. Go check it out. Plans start as low as $250 a month. All the info is right there at relevantmagazine.com. It's the best way to experience our content. Also, hey, we're hiring. Right now, we are looking for an audio video uh, editor for this show uh, and social media. We're also looking for a social media content manager. If you want to check out uh, all of our openings, you can head over to relevantmediagroup.com. Relevantmediagroup.com is where our jobs are. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Jamie Ivey. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Yeah, he's just, you know, he's a... Relevant Podcast Network.